0: According to Mark. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask you. He replied, What do you want me to do for you? They answered him, Grant that in your glory we may sit one at your right and the other at your left. Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? They said to him, We came. Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink you will drink, and with the baptism with which I am baptized you will be baptized, but to sit at my right or at my left is not mine to give, but is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at James and John. Jesus summoned them and said to them, You know that those who are recognized as rulers over the Gentiles lord it over to them, and their great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you will be the slave of all. For the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as ransom for many. Verbum Domini. It is my understanding that St. Monica prayed 17 years before her son St. Augustine came around. St. Joseph's Parish has done a whole lot better. Took you only four years of praying to make this happen. I am so thankful to God and to you for your prayers, for your good wishes, and for your support throughout the last four years. I don't want to get into trouble by listing the names of people who have helped me in one way or the other, but I must take a point of personal privilege to mention just one or two. My senior deacon, Bob Young, and his wife whose footsteps I followed toward the diaconate program. My morning prayer group who have incessantly prayed for me every time we met. There is one young man among us that takes the pride of place in all this. Ever since he realized I was in this program, he has never failed to encourage me in every way. He has coached me, has mentored me, has held me by the hands, showed me the ropes to know and the ropes to, to skip, it Been my trainer, and is still training me and will continue to train me. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in giving a big thank you to our parish pastor, Reverend Father Brian Capuano. evening, I would like us to reflect on two questions that arise from the reading. And I phrase those questions this way, number one, where will I sit in the Kingdom? And number two, what will it take for me to get there? The second question in one form or the other has been proposed to Jesus in a few places in the scripture. A short while ago we read about the learned Jewish lawyer who came to Jesus asking what will it take to get into the kingdom. He was testing Jesus, we were told. And so Jesus asked him, You are a great lawyer. What does the law say? And he went on. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all your heart, and your neighbor as yourself. To self-justify himself, he asked, But who is my neighbor? And Jesus gave him the parable of the Good Samaritan, gave him that parable, and gave it to us. One of the ways to get into that kingdom is to be charitable to your neighbor, particularly those in great need. And your neighbor is just not the person who lives next to you, your neighbor is not just the person sitting close to you, your neighbor is anybody who is God's creation. Last week we read where the young rich man had posed a similar question to Jesus. Well, because the rich young man wasn't as learned as the first one, Jesus took the patience the patience to read hoping to give him what is written. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor, thou shalt not steal, honor thy father and thy mother. And he was saying, I have done these things since I was child and what did jesus say go sell everything you have give to the poor and then follow me That's was kind of tough he was downcast he left rather sad now the scriptures didn't tell us whether this man eventually did what jesus asked him to do but i would surmise that he probably didn't do it based on What followed? Where Jesus told his disciples, it's easier for the head of a camel to get through a needle than to reach a person to get into the kingdom. But this evening, there's a question that I'm not sure has been asked anywhere else. This question is in the form of a request, but that request sounds like a demand. Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. What kind of request is that? And what are they asking for? That we sit one on your right and one on your left. and jesus tells james and john you do not know what you're asking for now that's where we come in why why don't they know what they're asking for they've been disciples of jesus for for approximately three years jesus had been preaching his kingdom healing casting out devils, teaching they should know all about him now Unfortunately, they don't. They don't know about his kingdom. They're thinking about one kingdom. I mean, They're, they're, they're talking about one kingdom and thinking about another. I, I don't know if any of you have had this happen to him where somebody is giving you directions on the phone about how to get to his house or to a building or to an event. And you assume, oh, I I know the place, I've been there before, yes. And while he's talking to you, he's not really even listening. You're not taking any notes. And then you get into your car and you drive down there and guess what? In the wrong house. This is much like what is happening here. Jesus is talking about his kingdom. James and John are thinking about another kingdom. But but before we go too hard on them, let's just take a minute or two to review the circumstances which led them to this mix-up. You see the Jews are suffering, and they have been suffering for quite some time. Zedekiah, Zedekiah, the 23rd king of Judah was the last authentic indigenous king of Judah, counting from Saul to David, Solomon, down the the line. Zedekiah was ruling Judah when Nebuchadnezzar in 586-587 BC swooped down, conquered, and destroyed Jerusalem, carried him and most of his countrymen into captivity in babylon then of course babylon was defeated by the persians then by the greeks under alexander the great and then the romans which is where we are now so for almost 600 years they have been been under the domination of a foreign rule one or the other but what is happening now is that Tiberius, Tiberius, the current emperor who succeeded Augustus, has become too tyrannical, conducting treason trials and ordering crucifixions for minor vexations, for minor insurrections, and the Jews can't take it any longer. So now, they remember and they're reviewing the prophecies of the prophets that told them a Messiah will come to rescue you from your troubles, rescue you from the hands of your enemies, restore the kingdom and this is where James and John are. They are not alone. A lot of the Jews are expecting that conquering Messiah that will confront And defeat Emperor Tiberius and restore the kingdom so that's where we are we want to sit on your right and your left in this kingdom but Jesus kingdom is not of this world they don't know that yet how do we stake out our positions in the kingdom of the world More or less through what they are trying to do. Lobbying. Politicking. In approximately one year from now, we're going to elect a president of the United States. But right now, there's lobbying behind the scenes. People are contributing hundreds, thousands, even millions of dollars. And guess what? When that individual is elected, They are going to cash in, they will want to get ambassadorship to Britain or to Russia or France, they want to serve in the cabinet and so on and so forth. So James and John are doing what you and I and everybody else does when we are seeking positions in the kingdom of the world. But you might say, well, what really have these two contributed to the ministry of Jesus? Have they worked harder than all the other ten? Are they more pious and holier than all the other ten? Probably not, but they have two things going for them. Their mother, Sodomy, is said to be a blood relative of Mary, the mother of Jesus. So really, James and John are supposed to be cousins of Jesus. Wow. I should entitle them to be Secretary of State and Secretary of Defense in Jesus administration. And I remember so well when um, President Kennedy was elected and he appointed Robert Kennedy Attorney General and newsmen were hounding the young man, why do you think you are qualified to be Attorney General? Well, there are a whole lot of eminent lawyers around here, why did he pick you? and he looked at me dead in the eye and said if you want to be the attorney general of the United States go and elect your brother president of the United States. So that's what we have here. But there's one more thing going. You know sometimes relatives don't see eye to eye. I, I, I know some people who are related by blood who have never spoken to each other for a long time. Not here. James and John are, are cousins but they are not estranged from Jesus in fact they belong to his inner you circle. Recall, you recall the daughter of Jairus when Jairus came to Jesus and said come heal my daughter but before he got there the daughter had died. Jesus cleared the room took only the parents of the daughter and who else? Peter, James, and John. Remember what he did when he went to Mount Tabor for the Transfiguration? Whom did he take? Peter, James, and John. He will do it again in the Garden of Gethsemane. So they know. But were they thinking about Peter? Peter is also a part of that inner circle. Ah. We have a two-thirds majority vote, so we can vote Peter out. But before we mentally reprimand them, let's look at what is happening with the other ten. Are the other ten going there saying, hey, let's get together pray for these people? They have lost the lesson of humility. No, that's not what he says here. He says the other 10 got indignant. Not just slightly upset, but indignant. So, if you for one moment can watch with me in your mind's eyes, let's watch this mini drama. Peter comes up, wagging his fingers at James and John. What do you mean? I am the rock. And I have the keys. He has promised me the keys to the kingdom. You, sn- sneaky, conniving, too. you want to take that from me over my black, black, black. And here, Andrew comes up. Hey, Simon, I'm your older brother. And in the Jewish custom, the elder brother goes first. And besides, I'm the one who introduced you to Jesus. If it weren't for me, you wouldn't even be here to talk about rock and keys. And Nathaniel called Bartholomew also comes forward. Hey, folks! You recall what happened when Jesus first laid eyes on me? What did he say? See, he here is a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit and philip pulls him down come down nathaniel bartholomew or whatever they call you i recall when i first told you about jesus the messiah that i have found him you asked me where is he from i said from nazareth i still remember your derogatory sarcastic remark can anything good come out of nazareth now you want to go before me that's not going to happen <coughs> and judas is standing over there always at hoof, anyway and judas is saying gentlemen you're wasting your time i'm the one he trusts look i'm the treasurer i'm the keeper of the money bag That's how we try to get into the kingdom of of the world. So not only did James and John not get it, the other ten didn't get it either. They're still struggling for the preeminent position in the kingdom that they think is the kingdom of the world. So Jesus has had enough and he comes and calls time out. Come on gentlemen, sit down, let's go through some lessons. These lessons are for them. And for us number one the seats in the kingdom are assigned and the assignment is the prerogative of my father and not only that the assignment has been made from the beginning of time number two if you want to get into that kingdom and occupy and and probably claim your seat you're gonna to have to start like a child and somebody pipes. up what does that mean well look at a child innocence purity of heart has anybody here spanked a child before chastised a child chastised or spanked him and five minutes later he's running into your arms when the lord chastises us when god almighty chastises us he still loves us he does that in love and he wants us to come back running into his arms besides children are completely dependent on their parents or their caregivers we too should assume a position of complete and absolute dependence on almighty god And he talks to them about serving. If you want to be the first, you're going to be a servant. If you want to be the greatest, you're going to assume menial serving, self-giving service to others. I can tell you that St. Joseph's parishioners are on the right track. When you come here every weekend, or any time actually you come into this building, it's clean, it's neat, the grounds are kept, the altar servers, the choir, those who work and serve in the different ministries of the church, they don't call attention to themselves, I don't even know who they are, neither can you identify all of them. They don't thumb their chest and say, I did this or I did that. And I remember a few years ago when St Joseph's School was about to close because of money. We needed a million dollars in a hurry. I was one of those who thought it could not be done. This community rose to the occasion. We did not only raise that amount of money but did it in record time. There are different committees here. Has anybody been to the cemetery, St. Joseph's Cemetery recently? Probably not. It's not overgrown by weeds. It's people from this parish that keeps it that way. Well, I'm not issuing a call for complacency. I am simply recognizing faith alive in this parish so as you come forward to receive the body and blood of our Lord remember one thing the promise is made if you eat my flesh and drink my blood I am in you and you are in me. How close can you get? That beats James and John wanting to sit on the right and the left. You are in Jesus and Jesus is in you. That's his promise. And this October, which is a Marian month, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of his promises.